What's good, y'all? It's poppin'. Welcome back to another episode of Three Hits Sports Podcast, episode 110. I'm the moderator, Desi, and as always, I hope everyone had a great week and weekend. As you all may or may not know, I am a Duke fan, and my Blue Devils got a big win against our rivals, the North Carolina Tar Heels, and I just need to give them a little shout-out. They played great, fully adjusted in the second half, and took the dub home despite UNC constantly fighting back with their three-point shooting. And they were able to successfully shut down Armando Baycott, who averaged around 18.3 points per game and 11.5 rebounds um, before Saturday's face-off. So yeah, good win for my Blue Devils. Let's get introduced to the rest of the crew, starting with our two hosts, PC. Thankfully, we're not talking about college basketball this week because my Wildcats are not doing good this season. But it's not about Villanova this week. No, no. It's about the team behind me this week. Ladies and gentlemen, I have not gotten the haircuts. My beard is becoming very splotchy. There's a lot of hair on me right now. There's a lot of hair on me right now. It's because I'm not doing anything to my body until filled up Eagles are your Super Bowl 57 champions. Uh, this shirt that I'm wearing right now hopefully will be updated come next week. That's disgusting. That is disgusting. Seek help, please. That's hilariously ironic. All right. Now, TK. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what you don't know is that uh, besides the hair growing and Whatever places they're growing, PC, we really don't want to know. Uh, PC hasn't showered um, since the Eagles won uh, the NFC Championship game. So if for, for all the listeners, just, just please, please, please pray that the Eagles win the Super Bowl because PC will not shower for the rest of the year until next year where he's hoping that his Eagles I'm will not be sure. back. You, you see this, right? <laughs> you see this, right? You see this, right? Okay. You got to go fight back, son? All right. All right. He been out his black history much. <laughs> All right, now we have Sean. Man, if PC really waits until the Eagles win a Super Bowl to shave his beard, he's gonna be looking like a caveman soon. Because they are not winning this year, and they are not winning anytime soon. I am sorry to tell him. Besides that, we have the trade deadline coming up soon. I'm very excited. I think we're all gonna see a, a, some big moves this trade deadline. Hopefully. That's all we can hope for. Maybe a couple of our team will make some big splashes. We see we could see OG and Anubi get traded. Uh Ananobi. Ananobi. Okay, okay, Tolu. Okay. Uh Pascal Siaka might be on the block. We just saw Kyrie get traded. I'm sure TK and Tolu would love to talk about that. And Desi and Desi. I'm, my apologies. Uh so yeah, well, I'm excited for a very fun show today. Anyway, Sean. Uh now Gianni. <laughs> It feels great that it's Super Bowl week and everything. And it feels great, too, that um, we, we have a chance to get a second Super Bowl. And you know something? Like, the entire podcast has a Super Bowl, except for one person. So, you know. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. See, that's what I'm saying, PC. This is why I'm trying to root for the Eagles. I'm trying. But Gianni is making it so hard. But he always did was tell the truth. Bro, he's antagonizing me, though. Come you went on, four bro. times in a row, dude. It wasn't like you went one we year was, to win the next. The only time we was good, the only time we could win was against the Giants. Yeah, that was yeah, the only time. Yeah, that was yeah, the only but time. you didn't. No, but no, but Sean, I'm not. That's what I'm saying. I never take that win away from y'all. I'm just saying the only time we was competing to, you know what I'm saying, to actually win. Because we wasn't beating Washington, nor the 
really not beating those Cowboys team. So that's out. But anyway. Shout out, shout out to your boy Stefan Diggs for putting his best Josh Allen impression on out there when he threw his interception to his brother. Uh, you, look, you look really good out there, man. It looked like what Josh Allen looked like this year, but go ahead and continue. You wish Russell Wilson performed like Josh Allen. My head coach is better than yours. My head coach is better. It's okay. Jerry Judy will be your Buffalo Bill. Anyways. Oh and four. Oh and four. Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis isn't enough for you. You just have to add another. That's crazy. Gabe Davis Davis is not even on the roster. But anyways, go Togo. He's not? What? No, we only have two receivers on the roster. Diggs and Khalil Shakir. Well, sweetheart, you're going to be resigning him because Jerry Judy's not going anywhere. Well, how's everyone doing? This weekend's the Super Bowl. Can't wait. NBA trade deadline. Can't wait. Can't wait for Rob Polinka to throw a second round pick and get Terry Rozier and call it a whole trade deadline because you know Rob Polinka doesn't make any trade deadline moves because he's a fucking fraud and I hate him. But that's another subject for another day. But we're going for another happy stop by the end of this week. LeBron James is going to be number one in NBA scoring all time. And I can't wait. I can't wait to push the Jordan sexual knowledge. You, you Jordan fans, I already marked. You Jordan fans will not be able to escape me once LeBron James. How does he go? Well, how does he go? Minutes. How does he go from I, Rob Polinka I'm, to I'm, LeBron I'm sorry. James? I, I, it was going on for another LeBron five minutes. We have a hey, 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 sir. We have a jam-packed show. I we just don't have time for another five, ten-minute totally rant about your your daddy. <laughs> all right. Number one soon. Everyone, mark oh it down. God, Against um, the Milwaukee Bucks. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> okay, great. Anyways, let's get a preview of what we'll be going over this week. For our first segment, it will be Super Bowl Prop Best of DC. As for segment two, it will be Super Bowl Breakdown, and that is when we will essentially break down what teams is best in some, if not all, categories. Then segment three will be our final Super Bowl predictions. Segment four will be the state of the NBA, discussing Kyrie's trade. Lastly, segment five is my personal fave, which is hot takes. And finally, one last word from our main co-host, PC, with Cam's monologue. We have a couple of things to get into, but first, if you haven't already, please follow us on our socials at WHS underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And at We Hate Sports, all jammed together on TikTok and YouTube. Let's go ahead and jump into our first segment, which is Super Bowl Prop Bets with DC. Um, PC, I'm going to go ahead and pass it off to you. Thank you, Desi. Jim McGingbill, better known to the public as Mattress Mac, won a historic $75 million after placing down $10 million for the Houston Astros and won the World Series this past season. After Houston crushed the hearts of Philly fans and myself alike everywhere, Mac would set the record for the biggest sports payout in history. Now, none of us here are Mattress Mac. Sean is not even old enough to drink yet. Um, but sports betting has become bigger and more open to the public now more than ever with leagues like the NFL and the NBA taking business deals to partner with FanDuel and MGM and other sports betting companies out there. Now, for the first segment of the night, I sat down with DC to discuss prop bets on the biggest football game of the year, which is Super Bowl this Sunday. Take a listen. Okay, so I'm officially here with the man, the myth, the legend himself, DC. 
He has a YouTube channel, Make It Take It, Sports Bang Picks and Tips, where he gives out some very good sports bang advice for all the college basketball games, as well as the Super Bowl, which we'll be discussing today. DC, welcome to the WHS Podcast. Well, thank you for having me. All right, uh, so let's jump right into it. So, like I said, Super Bowl is this Sunday, and of course, the whole world's going to be watching. As of right now, the Eagles are one and a half point favorites. Do you believe this is the right spread for a game like this, or should we be accepting, expecting something else? I do. I, I think the line is set right. I think it should be close. Usually they'll set it at around a field goal if they're thinking that, or but a game like this, they set it a little bit closer, which I think is accurate because I think there's people on both sides. All right, so the last time these teams faced off, the Chiefs dominated the Eagles 42-30. Tyreek Hill had a monster game. KC scored on six of their seven possessions. What should the total point expectation be going into this game? I'm currently at 50 and a half. I think that's pretty accurate because I was thinking probably around a 24-21 game, something like that. I actually lean towards the under. These two teams... They can be high scoring, but the public perception of them is usually high scoring, like Mahomes throwing for a lot of yards. So I tend to lean towards the under on those because I think they inflate that in big games like the Super Bowl. Super Bowl MVP, who do you have walking away? I got Hurts. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. You know, I, I personally, I, I don't know. I think this might be a situation where we might be looking at a defensive player win MVP. I, I'm not sure why. I just it's a feeling. It's more so a feeling. I'm thinking of Son Reddick. Cool. So maybe, I was looking into a lot of defensive prop that's actually. Yeah, because I, I mean, you know, this both defenses like for this game have, you know, been like very impressive throughout the playoffs thus far. Um you know, but I, I don't know. It it could it could go either way. It, I think it's one of the more unpredictable uh MVPs, you know, for especially for this year. Um so with that being said, uh, you mentioned offensive. Uh, so who do you think is going to finish with the most receiving yards in this game? Receiving yards, I got to go Brown. AJ Brown? Okay. Yeah. Um, and for rushing yards? Rushing, I'm saying Sanders. I'm, I'm saying a, a Eagles-dominated offensive game. Great, right, fair enough. With the best uh, rushing attack in the league. Um, so sports betting is becoming a bigger and more competitive field over the years uh, for first time betters that may not know what they're doing, may not know the ins and outs of good bets. What advice would you give to those who are looking into doing it more? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Cause that's something that I talk about a lot on my channel. I have a unique approach to sports betting and where I want to, look at it in a more logical way and not like the typical gambling thing that you would think. So my top suggestions are to stay conservative because you don't want to chase bets in a way that if you have a couple losses and you're down some money for the week or however you're going, you don't want to bet a whole bunch and try to win it back all at once. That's a mistake that a lot of people make. I've made it many times throughout the years. And by the way, I've been doing this for a long time. So I've made every mistake, lost a lot of money doing this to learn to be where I'm at today. And uh, the same goes for if you're winning. If you have a bunch of wins in a row and you're up a bunch of money, I don't suggest that you go out and just 
throw that whole amount on the next game. So it's basically it's not having an emotional reaction to wins or losses, to keep with a plan, a conservative plan. So it, it's funny that you bring it up because um, I remember my first bet that I ever won. It was for over $1,000. It was for the AFC Championship game last year. Um, you know, so like it, it can it can become very addicting, you know, especially if that's like your first like winning, um, you know. So for people that like have that first like stroke of like, I guess luck is the best word for it um, mm-hmm. with earnings like that. Uh, is it better to is it better to, I guess, like you said, be more conservative and just keep winning throughout the week with smaller bets or is, you know, the the idea of winning like a bigger bet, like more prominent, I guess. I believe it's not always the exciting or appealing thing that people want to hear, but it's the same as investing in the stock market or anything like that. Slow and steady is what makes you money. Yeah, you know, everybody wants to have that one hit where they, where they run a bunch of money. And I'm not saying you shouldn't take a shot here and there. I'll take, I took a bigger shot on the Eagles last week, and I probably will this week because the Eagles Super Bowl. But for the most part, I stick to the same amount. I stick to the same amount because I know I'm going to be betting. I do my show. I, I'm on almost daily. So I'm going to be betting tomorrow. I'm going to be betting next week. So I try to stick to the same amount and slowly up it in increments as I go. So for uh, final Super Bowl predictions, can we uh, get one right now? I, said, I like around a, a 24 21 type of game with the Eagles winning. And I say that not because I want the Eagles to win anything. You just feel that momentum this year. Remember when they won last time, there was just that feeling in the air. And I didn't know, you know, is, is it because we're in the area? I don't know, but you feel it. Oh, I, I definitely feel it. Feel it right now. You I mean, I feel every week with look, you see the poster in the background. Uh, so yeah. uh, a lot of people are going to be looking forward to this game. There are plenty of storylines going into it. Um, but something I think has been kind of a little bit overshadowed from people that don't like these two teams at the halftime show has Rihanna coming back. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever listened to Rihanna something before? I've heard Rihanna, but I don't I don't pay much attention to the halftime shows or anything like that. I'm just all game. All right, that's I, fair. I some top bets about it, so I look into that sometimes, but I don't know that, enough about it to make that it. Was gonna be my, that was going to be my question. Uh, so over-under for 20 minutes for Rihanna's halftime show. They are some of the – see, prop bet-wise, there's so many in the Super Bowl that there's some that are just so random and chance. Like the coin toss and like who's going to punt first. There's so many factors that can determine that. I like to stick to the ones that are more tangible, like Mahomes passing yards, like something like that, or or like number of touchdowns that somebody's going to have. Some of the timings and how long is the uh, national anthem, they can be fun to do. But again, with my theory on batting, you have to kind of limit uh, your amount of plays. Because you can bet 10, 15 prop bets if you want. And if you win one or two of those and they have a nice payout, you're still losing money because you bet so many. He is a very dedicated man to the game. Uh, DC, I want to thank you so much 
for this uh for this little segment on sports betting giving a little good good advice uh let the the wjs audience let uh let you know where they can find you i am at make it take it sports betting tips and picks on youtube and you can find me look me up right on youtube my channel there you have it thank you have us on dc thank you i appreciate it go birds You'll be able to catch clips of that interview as well as the full interview on our YouTube channel and all of our socials this upcoming week. All right, let's go ahead and move on to segment two, which is Super Bowl breakdown. TK, what is the most anticipated group matchup? There's a lot of interesting matchups in this game, honestly. You can go with the wide receivers versus the cornerback or the DBs. You can go with the linebackers versus the tight ends. Honestly, I'm gonna go with the offensive line versus the defensive line. Um, this I, this is PC can can correct me if I'm wrong. I do believe that the Philadelphia Eagles defensive line was the best this year as far as sacks and quarter, quarterback pressures. Um, and we all know the best way to beat Patrick Mahomes is by putting pressure on him. Um, I'm not sure how good uh, Kansas City Chiefs offensive line was this year. Um, I know about the one major injury that uh, St- uh, Patrick Mahomes had, which is when he uh, hurt his. Uh, ACL or whatever it was. Um, that was really the only time I, I I see him take a hit like that all season. So I'm assuming that for the most part, uh, his offensive line protected him um, throughout the season because I believe he was the leading in pass yards as well. And you can't do that with a bad offensive line. Um, but yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be, uh, in my opinion, Patrick Mahomes' toughest game of the season. Um, I talked about it a little last week. Um, if Patrick Mahomes wins this game, I I, I truly believe that he he will he, in my opinion, is the ultimate goat over time. Brady over Peyton Manning over everybody else because if you can beat this team, well, I told you guys day in and day out, I believe this is the greatest roster as far as defense, offense, and special teams that I have ever seen assembled and put together. Um, Patrick Mahomes goes out and beat that defensive line. He goes out and beat those DBs. Um, he's the goal. That's definitely what I'm going to be paying attention to because honestly, <clears throat> the last time we saw Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, um, it was against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we all know how bad that was and how much pressure the defense put on him. Um, I'm expecting to see, honestly, something similar like that from this defense because I believe that this defense is even better than that Tampa Bay defense was, and that was historically great. So, um, yeah, definitely pay attention to the defense, the Eagles' defensive line versus the, versus the Chiefs' offensive line. All right. Now, Tolu, who is the better coach, Nick Sirianni or Andy Reid? Who's a better coach? Easily Andy Reid. That's not even a question. What? Bro, we could coach the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, what are you talking about? That's one of the deepest teams ever assembled. Okay, like what? Nick Sirianni, Mickey, like, come on, bro. Andy Reid literally is the entire Kansas City Chiefs offense. Don't even get me started with Eric Bieniemy, even though I do want him as a Ravens offensive coordinator. That's my meme recruiting him. But Andy Reid is the entire Chiefs offense. He 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 built a system with that offense. Every time. Nick Sirianni doesn't do nothing, okay? The Eagles are one of the most well-built teams in NFL history. Easily Andy Reid is way better than Nick Sirianni. And don't give me that face, Roderick. You know it's true. You know that Andy Reid is a way better coach than I Nick Sirianni. I just hate how you're disrespecting Sirianni this much. Like, like saying not, that, that any of us can coach that Eagles team. Like yeah. the Broncos. That team is deep. 
Listen, I mean, the Josh McDaniels. The Broncos, the Broncos were supposed to be good this year. They suck. The Raiders were supposed right, to be Josh good. Josh McDaniels, that's what I'm saying. And it's because of bad coaching. Nobody on this call and and no like national media analysts is just going to easily coach this Eagles team because they're good. Just because they're good. That's silly. That's disrespectful. Why did the Broncos have to catch a stray though? Because you literally made a point. Exactly, about you hated Nathaniel Hackett because he was the worst, all of this. Exactly. You need a good coach. At the end of the day, you can have the best roster, but you need a coach to lead that team. Yeah, you but, I, a, but why, again, coach. why did the Broncos catch it? You could have just say you I said the Raiders, too. Exactly. I said the Raiders, too. Okay, TK, look at the Buccaneers, too. There you go. Byron Leftwich was a horrible OC. You saw what happened with them this year. And right. also to touch on a little bit of what Tolu said to make it sound a little smarter, going with Andy Reid, I think Andy Reid's already been there, done that. He won a Super Bowl with the Chiefs. He also won that Super Bowl That's with fine. the Eagles. That's um, fine. I agree I, with that. Yeah. I, so, yeah. I just didn't it's like the Tolu disrespect on Seriani to say that yes. anybody can coach that Eagles team. It, it's Nick, just silly. Yes. Not any. You couldn't find a random yeah. person off the there street to yeah. coach the Eagles. Like that. That's obviously insane. And uh, well, that's not what I'm However, saying. However, it is what you that's said. That's exactly. Sorry. What you said. Here you go. Here you go. However, Nick Sirianni is a good coach, but I do think there's a lot of NFL coaches that could also coach his team to the Super Bowl. Yes. Not a random person yes. off the street. You can say but, that um, about yes. any good team. Yes, you can. I, I don't know about every team, but de- definitely this team. No, any any good team this year. You could say I, that. I, you could say that. I don't, put think, I don't know. I, don't, I think I, there's like five or six think, coaches that bring the Giants to the playoffs this season. Okay, let me ask you this. Not including Nick Sirianni. There's Sean McDermott. All right, I'm playing <laughs> Kyle Shanahan. All right, I'm playing Kyle Shanahan in Brian that conversation. Dable. Brian Dable. Um, yeah. I would probably put um, Zach Taylor in that conversation as well. All right. There are a handful of good coaches that could coach the Giants to the playoffs. I think Brian Dable. Oh, we were talking about the Giants to the playoffs. Oh, no, Nick Sirianni is not coaching the Giants to the playoffs. Dan Campbell. Dan yes. Campbell. Bottom line <laughs> is nobody, nobody is just coaching the Eagles because they have a good roster. Yeah. That's yes. so I'm like. Nick Sirianni is a good coach, just not a great one. He's not better than Andy Reid. That's me saying that. All right, Sean, who has the better running back and wide receiver core? This this is a tough one. I'm gonna go through the skill groups for each side. We the Chiefs have uh, Marcus Valdez Scantling, Juju Smith Schuster, Kadarius Tony, and Miko Hardman might not even play this game, so that definitely hurts them. I'm gonna throw Travis Kelsey in there. He's essentially a wide receiver. He doesn't even really play tight end. He is more like a big slot receiver. So we'll give him Travis Kelsey. In the backfield, they have Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon. Eagles, obviously, A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. Those are the two guys at wide receiver. Quez Watkins, all right. And then running back, Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts. So when you, when you look at those two sides, I'd probably go with the Eagles. They definitely have the better running back duo in Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders. Probably the better overall wide receiver core. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Eagles here. Definitely the better skill positions. You forgot Dallas Goddard, too, man. It's another threat. True, but I think he's more of a natural tight end than Travis Kelsey, who's basically a wide receiver. <clears throat> Gianni, who has the better defense? Um, the Eagles have the better defense. The pass rush is amazing. Um, five sacks away from breaking the NFL record for most sacks in the season. Um, the corner um, are great. Uh, the, the, the biggest thing, too, with the Chiefs defense is that their pass rush is good. 
but they're relying on a lot of rookies on their um, defense and their in their secondary. So um, I, I say Eagles. Okay, PC. Which defense is more likely to have a bad performance? Well, to follow up on Gianni's answer, um, the Eagles do have the better defense. But if you're asking me who's more likely to have a bad performance, I would actually have to go with the Eagles. Um, you know, the, in my completely unbiased take, uh, if the Eagles come out this Sunday and they're lackadaisical and they're not executing, Patrick Mahomes is going to eat them alive. All right. He can easily put up 40. All right. He did it against the supposedly best defense in the league with San Francisco. He put up 44 on their home field. All right. He's put, he's played against very good defenses this year and has carved them apart. He carved us apart last year. And once again, if we do not execute, if we come out and we are like a day school, he's going to cover us up again. Um, you know, so this is me and my unbiased take. I'm saying the Eagles more likely would have a, uh, you know, bad performance because I know Andy Reid's going to have his guys ready. All right. Tolu, who will have more receiving yards? Travis Kelsey or Devontae Smith? Wow. Devontae Smith has been balling this postseason. So, But I'm picking Travis Kelsey because I feel like Travis Kelsey's in for an all-time great Super Bowl performance because – he got his family there playing against his brother. I mean, this is this is basically the Kelsey Bowl. This is not the Super Bowl. This is the Kelsey Bowl. So I just feel like, and obviously he's the number one option for Patrick Mahomes. So obviously Patrick Mahomes is going to throw the ball to him more. So I feel like Travis, and as much as the Eagles have a good defense, I don't think they're going to stop Travis Kelsey. I mean, no defense can stop Travis Kelsey. It's, it's hard. So, obviously, I think Travis Kelsey's in for a historic Super Bowl game. So, I'm picking Travis Kelsey. Okay, Gianni. Uh, who will have more rushing yards? Sanders or Pacheco? Um, Sanders, I think, is going to be pretty easily because Pacheco is more of a um, – he, he's going to be, like, more like he's going to catch, like, um, the ball a lot more because with the injuries to the receiving core – um, to the Chiefs um, receiving court, I think he's going to be more um, catching than running in in this game. All right, TK, who will have more touchdowns, Hurts or Mahomes? <clears throat> That's a good one because Hurts can run the football, of course, and score with his legs, but he can also throw the football and score with his arm. Um, I guess I'll, I'm going to go – I'm going to go with Hurts because um, I expect him to have somewhere around two rushing touchdowns, maybe a touchdown or two passing, um, finish off with maybe four touchdowns, something like that. Patrick Mahomes may get three rushing, t- uh, three passing touchdowns. He won't really get a rushing touchdown. Um, so, yeah, I- I'll go with Jalen Hurts, two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns, and I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have somewhere around three, three passing touchdowns. All right, PC, who is the X factor offensively for both teams? Uh, for Philadelphia. There was one position player that Sean forgot to mention. Low-key, the MVP of this postseason run for Philadelphia has been Kenny Gamewell. All right. 
you know Gahan came well as Sean. All right, he exploded in that Giants game. Twelve carries I, over I was a big yards fan of rushing. Him coming out of Memphis, so He's, I do Memphis know. produces very good running backs. Um, and and Gamewell is is not one of those exceptions. All right, he's been having a marvelous postseason thus far. Um, he put that game away on ice uh, against San Francisco. I think there are players that we see every year and we're like, okay, who's like the no-name guy that's going to have a huge game? I believe that guy is going to be Kane Gamewell this year. He's going to be this Eagles team's Corey Clement, in a sense. Um, and he's going to have a good game. If he has a good game, he's essentially like the Tony Pollard of this Eagles offense. If he has a good game, then I think the Eagles have a really good chance of winning this game. As far as Kansas City goes, I think the X factor is going to be that entire O-line. Um, you know, the challenge for the Eagles D-line is going to try the pressure of Holmes to, you know, sack him, of course. But Patrick Holmes outside the pocket is a very lethal quarterback, all right? The challenge for this Eagles D-line is to not pressure him out of the pocket. It's to pressure him enough to keep him in the pocket so that they can sack him. Um, and, you know, that's going to be the challenge for the Chiefs O-line who had, uh, you know, they were second in the NFL in 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 a win block rate this year. Uh, so if this Chiefs O line, if the time to step up was now, it's now more than ever. That entire offensive line needs to play their role to a T this Sunday, or else that entire Eagles D line is going to have a feast this Sunday. So that is definitely going to be an X factor for Kansas City. All right, and Sean. Who is the X factor? X factor <clears throat> defensively for both teams. All right. Last time I gave a little bit of a troll answer. This time I'm going to be serious. I'll start with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, on defense, I'm going to give the Eagles X factor to James Bradbury, PC and Gianni. Mistake me uh, if I'm wrong. Uh, when James Bradbury was in New York, at least he he's a bigger corner, six one, maybe even six two. So we matched him up with tight ends a lot. I don't know if he's done any of that in Philly, but that was something that he was very good at in New York. Obviously, to stop the Chiefs, you need to stop Travis Kelsey. So I'm going to go with James Bradbury being put on Travis Kelsey and man coverage and needing to stop him. If he can do that, not even stop him because you're not going to stop Travis Kelsey. If he can limit him to under eighty yards. That that would be such a massive advantage for the Eagles defense and could be game changing. And so, so for he so he would be my Eagles defensive X factor. For the Chiefs, it comes down to one man and one man only. You cannot give Jalen Hurts all day in the pocket. He is going to destroy you if you do. He's going to run on you. He's going to pick you apart. Those Eagles receivers are going to get open if you give them ten seconds to. Uh, so it has to be the defensive player of the year candidate who's maybe coming off of the best season of his career. Uh, Chris Jones. He's matching up with the future Hall of Famer, Jason Kelsey, who's probably in his last season. He needs to win that battle for the Chiefs to stand a chance in this game. Like I said, you can't give Jalen Hurts all day. He's going to pick you apart. He's going to run all over you. You need to get pressure on him. You need to bring him down a couple times with sacks. Chris Jones, if there's anyone on that defensive line that can do it, it's going to be him. So he needs to come out with the game of his life. All right. That wraps up that segment kind of want Philly to lose because I kind of don't want Fletcher Cox to retire. So, you know what I'm saying? Kind of want Bills to get Fletcher Cox. But you know what I'm saying? Other than that, I'm rooting for them. Halfway because of GM. But anyways, moving on to our next segment, which is our final Super Bowl predictions. PC, I'm going to come to you first. I've been praying. I've been waiting. Um, 
It's been a very anxious week already. Um, you know, when the Eagles were in the Super Bowl the last time, you know, and back in 2018, um, you know, and we were ready to take on Tom Brady and the big bad New England Patriots. Um, there was anxiety there, you know, and uh, I was supposed to host. It's kind of embarrassing to say out loud, but I was hosting. I was going to host the Super Bowl party. It was just, you know, a small get together with my friends. Um, long story short, nobody showed up for that party. They all canceled last minute on me. You know, so I, I was left with all these foods by myself. It was just me and my mom. And, you know, it was just us in the game to watch. And it was during the introductions of both teams when I realized, like, Philadelphia, nobody likes us. That's how it's always been. Nobody likes Philly. And Jason Kelsey said best. We don't care. This season. Nobody has liked Philly because we've been on top. We've been the team to beat. Every single loss that we've had this season has been highlighted. And it's been the main event. It's been the top story on SportsCenter and Fox and CBS and NBC. Because everybody knows that this Philadelphia Eagles team is damn near unstoppable when the coaches and the players are all executing to a perfect T. Nobody's asking the Eagles to be perfect for this game this upcoming Sunday. What we are asking for, especially me as a Philly fan, is for the Philadelphia Eagles to go out there and play the game of their lives. All right. The game of your lives does not have to be perfect in order for players or, or for the fans to respect you or even for most media members to respect you. Okay. When you put on this Eagles jersey, all right. When you represent that logo, you're not just representing the team, all right? You're not just representing the coaching staff or the front office, all right? You're representing a whole city. That's what makes Philadelphia so special, all right? That's what makes the fans so special. We're the city of brotherly love for a reason, all right? When you suck, we're going to let you know you, if you suck, all right? When you're good, we're going to let you know if we're good. Philly fans know that this Eagles team is very good, all right? They can't get too cocky. They can't get in front of themselves. They have to play the game of their lives. And you have to lock in. Jalen Hurts has this mentality that has been spread out like a fungus to this entire team. Stay humble. Put in the work. Get the job done. Finish and get this W one more time this season. All right? Jalen Hurts can go out and pass for 98 passing yards in the Super Bowl this Sunday. I think it will still be more than enough to pick up the victory. Give me the Eagles 41 to 31, the second ring in Eagles franchise history. Man, I want to troll PC and Gianni. I really do. I, I But... My mind's saying, I think the Eagles are going to win this. I think they're locked in. I think they want it. And the city of Philly wants it. You know, the team is just a better overall team than the Chiefs. It's it just, it's they just are. Patrick Mahomes might be the better quarterback, but just because 
Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is the best player in this whole Super Bowl. But, you know, just because you, you have the best player doesn't mean you're going to win. You have to have an actual team, a good, deep team. And I think the Eagles are just the deeper and better team. They got the better defense. They got the better offensive line. They damn near got the better weapons. It's just, it's. The, I see no reason why the Eagles should lose this game. So, I'm picking the Eagles by a field goal, 28 to 25. I've been looking at this matchup already for over a week. Um, I'm just so excited, really, um, to get already the game to start, really. I wish the game could have started really today, honestly. Um, I think this is going to be a close game. It's going to be a shootout. Um, I think the game is going to go to overtime. I think this is going to be the first game that it goes to overtime with the new rules and stuff like that. And I feel that the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl 37-31 to 31 in overtime. It's going to be an all-time classic, I feel. It's going to go back and forth, back and forth. And I think Jalen Hurts does enough. Um, he's going to have a pass. Uh, I think he's going to change the game in overtime. And that's going to be the difference of the game. And I think Hurts is going to win Super Bowl MVP. I think he's going to have two touchdown passes and one rushing touchdown and no turnovers. I think Mahomes is going to have um, two touchdowns and one pick that changed the game as well at a certain point late in the fourth quarter. So this is going to be a game that's going to go back and forth. Um, I think it's going to go to overtime. I think this is going to probably be the second Super Bowl ever that goes to overtime. And it's going to be just an all-time classic. It's going to be stressful, and you just have to enjoy the moment. I don't know, man. I mean, I've, I've like I said, I, like I said earlier, I, the, the, it's, this is the greatest roster I've ever seen assembled as far as the Eagles with, the, like I said, special teams, defense, offense. But it's still Patrick Mahomes, man. Like at the end of the day, this is still Patrick Mahomes we're talking about. Um, I just feel like I can't, I, I can't, I just can't doubt Patrick, bro. Like I, I've, I, I've seen him here at the highest stage, and I've, I've seen him do just things that I've never seen from a quarterback. With that being said, I'm gonna head into, I'm gonna go ahead and take the Eagles. Um, this is gonna be too much for Patrick Mahomes. I think they're gonna put way too much pressure on Patrick Mahomes. I do think that they'll be able to pressure Patrick Mahomes, uh, making the DB's jobs a little easier back there, uh, covering these wide receivers. Um, I think McCole Hardman is out. That's gonna kill them desperately. That's another burner um, wide receiver that they don't, that they can't afford, that I, that I believe you can't afford to have a guy like that out um, against this Eagles defense, which is absolutely uh, stout and insane. Um, I, I have to say I completely disagree with what Gianni said. I don't think there's 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 not going to be an overtime in this. Uh, maybe you were just trying to uplift Chiefs fans or whatever. But it's not going to be an overtime game at all whatsoever. It's either going to be the Eagles are either going to blow this thing out or the game is going to be close into the fourth quarter where I expect the Eagles just pull away. Because I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to beat Patrick Mahomes for four quarters straight with the pressure that he's going to have put on him by this defensive line and the linebackers and the blitz and all these packages that they're going to have ready for Patrick Mahomes. Because you better believe this defense is going to – they're going to – they know that the way to beat Patrick Mahomes is pressure. Um, and like I said, 
Uh, Patrick Mahomes is still one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever, uh, I've, I've ever seen in my life, if not the greatest quarterback I've ever seen in my life. But like I said, I just don't think that this specific Eagles team, the way that it's assembled, it's just too much for Patrick Mahomes. Um, maybe if they had Tyreek Hill, a guy that you know you could just throw it out there, and he's gonna he's gonna be out there somewhere. They don't have that guy anymore. Um, I don't trust MVS Juju. I definitely don't trust. Tolu could speak more on that. He's seen Juju for years. I don't trust Juju at all. Um, and Travis Kelsey is going to be the only option that they have. And you know that 100% that he's going to be double teamed. So now it's what do you do next? Um, they don't have a run game. I understand Isaiah Pacheco, Pacheco, whatever the hell his last name is. He's been very, very good towards the end of the season. Um, in my opinion, he's one of my favorite running backs, but I still don't think he's a running back one just yet. Um, I still think he needs about another year or two. Um, and Chiefs aren't known for running the ball anyway. So that's good. You can go ahead and take that out. They're not going to be able to run the ball down this Eagles um, throat. So that's just going to leave it all in Patrick Mahomes' hands. Like I said, if it wasn't against this specific defense, this specific team, I would give I would give the the edge to Patrick Mahomes, but I expect the Eagles to win this thing. Um, give me thirty five to like twenty three or something like that, bro. Honestly, it's 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 gonna be bad for Patrick Mahomes, bro, because I just know that they're gonna pressure this man nonstop the entire game, and it's just not gonna stop. It's gonna stop from it's gonna start from the beginning of the first quarter, and it's gonna be that way until the end of the fourth quarter. Um, but hey, man, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, you got your one ring, so. Shout out to that, bro. There'll be many more opportunities down the road. But I expect the Eagles to win this one very, very fairly. So I think we all know. I am not going to agree with everyone. Of course, I'm going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs. Call me a hater. I probably am. But I do think the Chiefs are going to pull this one out. Uh, shout out to the Eagles. Great team. Great roster. As much as we hate, as much as we slander, they deserve to be here. They beat the teams in front of them. But unfortunately for them, not for me, I don't think they are going to beat this last team. It is just Patrick Mahomes is just too good. He is not the greatest quarterback of all time, but he's probably the most talented quarterback of all time. The plays he makes, just nobody else in history has been capable of making. And the rest of this team is no slouch. I'm not saying it's as good as the Eagles, but the offensive line is the best offensive line that the Chiefs have built in years. When the Chiefs have lost in recent years in the playoffs, it's mostly been because of that offensive line. But they have built it up with Creed Humphrey, Joe Tooney, Orlando Brown Jr. They have built it all the way up into being an elite union. Like PC said, they are the number two pass blocking unit in the entire league. Uh, so if anyone's going to be able to limit the Eagles' pass rush, it's going to be them. It helps with having Patrick Mahomes, who has the best escapability in the league. He's had an extra two weeks to rest his ankle. He's likely going to be in a better shape than he was in the conference championship game, meaning he's going to be able to make more plays out, uh, off script, out of structure, on the run, all of that. Uh, the defense has been good all playoffs. It is getting hot at the right time. Similar to, it reminds me of the Giants getting hot in the playoffs. In, the Giants defense specifically getting hot in the playoffs in 2012. Similar to uh, Patrick, the Chiefs defense this season. Who is the defensive coordinator for both of those teams? Steve Spagnuolo. I think Steve Spagnuolo is going to cook something up for Jalen Hurts. I think he's going to be limited. I think he's not going to be able to escape out of the pocket as much as he would like to. I think Chris Jones is going to have a huge game. I think Frank Clark might get a sack. I think the Chiefs defense is going to continue to be hot when it needs to be hot, and it's going to make enough plays along with having Patrick Mahomes in an elite offensive line to win this game. The biggest losses, I think, are at that wide receiver room. But Travis Kelsey is probably a top three wide receiver in the league if we're counting him as a wide receiver. So I do think he's going to make enough plays with the defense, with Patrick Mahomes, with Andy Reid being the better coach to come away with the win.
All right. Moving on to segment four, um, which is the state of the NBA uh, discussing Kyrie's trade. So Kyrie Irving was traded to the Mavs this past Sunday in exchange for Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, a first-rounder, and multiple second-rounders in, in 2027 and 2029. What is the Mavs doing now with Kyrie? Um, Tolu, your thoughts first. Disappointed. Very, very, very But after I heard the actual news about it, I think Josiah is delusional. Josiah is delusional because he took, you know, let's just get, let's just get to the Mavericks point of this. All right. Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic backcourt. I don't know how I'm going to, I don't know how I feel about them when they played together because Luka is so ball dominant. So, but when Luka's on the bench and when Kyrie is on the court, that benefits the Mavericks because, you know, they have another uh, another offensive threat. Spencer Dinwiddie, I mean, he was good, but he's not Kyrie Irving good offensively. So, now, I don't know, I don't know how far they're going to get in the West because that team still needs to make moves, okay? You cannot. That team is great offensively, but defensively, that team is going to be cooked in the playoffs. You cannot. Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic backcourt defensively is bad, bad, especially in the playoffs when you have to actually guard people when the game slows down. So this trade was I, I guess. I think the I think the Nets won this trade because they got more picks to use for Kevin Durant. They could probably they build around Kevin Durant. They got no more drama out in Brooklyn. Uh, the only negative is they still have Ben Simmons. They're, they're never getting rid of him. I mean, he, he's done. Ben Simmons has zero trade value in the NBA right now. So I don't think the Mavericks are winning the championship. <laughs> their Mavericks are not. Sean says they're going to the Western Conference Finals. They're not going to the Western Conference Finals. Shut up, Sean. No, they are not. Stop. They're not going to the Western Conference Finals. I don't. They're not. But I wish he was a Laker. He should have been a Laker. He should have been a Laker. That's 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 why I was waiting for. That's why I was waiting for. Right I'm there. not gonna get into it more. Here's I mean, I'm the show. Here's so. the thing. Here's the thing. Because I know 1,000% if Kyrie Irving was a Los Angeles Laker right now, DK, Tolu, Desi, you would be on here saying up and down, guaranteeing a championship victory. Is LeBron in? Is LeBron No, no, no. The thing is, is LeBron better than LeBron. But when we talk about when Luka we talk about players and LeBron when we does. talk about yes. when we talk about players that does. control the game when the, no. when we talk about players that control the game that control their team Luka Doncic and LeBron James are in the on the same level in that sense 
Okay. Luka can take over about a full complete team, but PC, ask to me this: Why y'all keep bringing up? Well, yeah, if he was a Laker, y'all went. And I'm just like, bro, because like it's not going to change. No, no, no. I'm not. Okay, we're not taking anything PC. away from Kyrie Irving. That's the thing. But the Mavericks lost a lot. They don't have a defense. That's they the did. problem right there. And, and- I know this team is definitely still needs to make moves if they actually want to win the championship. When I talk about ceiling, when I talk about ceiling with this team, when we talk about ceiling with this team, I do think they have the potential to make the NBA Finals because of how wide open the West is right now. A lot of teams do. I mean, in this case, a lot of teams That's what comes with the territory, all right? The West is wide open right now. The Mavs, because they got... Kyrie Irving now, their ceiling is the finals, okay, if they can make out the West. But, like I said, they still need to, you know, so do a lot more okay, things. So they still, they still need to trade for a couple more pieces to actually, to actually win the finals. They still need but to what trade. did they lose, Sean? What have they lost since then? Okay. What did they gain? Christian Wood and Kyrie Irving, an all-star no, defense. defense got worse. Okay. And their so, offense got so, way better. Okay, That's so, fine, but they're not going to be putting up 40 points a game, Sean. Nobody, no, yo, nobody's stopping Jokic, but also nobody's stopping Kyrie and Luka. You're, but so that's what I'm saying. Y'all are literally yeah, banking you're on not them stopping them, but you can stop the rest of the team. I just have one question. Yes, TK, go. Go, TK. Spread your hate. So I'm, I mean I I really don't care because this is this is a this is just it was a stupid trade for both teams to be honest. But anyways, so here's my question. So tell me who was on the Mavericks bench? So besides Kyrie and Luca, who else is scoring on that team? Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway still on that team. Christian Tim Wood. Hardaway Jr. You said Tim Hardaway Jr. and Christian Wood. That's Hardaway Jr. Jr. So, so on that team. So, let me so yeah, get, finish, so right? let me get to let me get to the finals. Are y'all gonna let me finish? No, no, no. Because I, I listen to no, I listen to y'all BS. No, 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 I'm gonna talk now. I listen. No, no, no. I'm gonna talk now. I let y'all go. You know, I go. Let me go. Actually, y'all all were screaming. I didn't get a chance to go. I wasn't screaming. I was talking. I mean, it was just. I mean, y'all just took a chance to come at the Lakers. I was going to also say Tim Hardaway Jr. is on that team still. David Burton still on that team still. Okay, there are still shooters on that team. They're inconsistent, but there are still shooters on that team. Now you get so if they're inconsistent, are they really shooters? If they're inconsistent, what are we what are we talking about them for? I said besides Luca, your point guard is Russell Westbrook. You you know everything about this. So besides Luca and Kyrie Irving, you name me another player who can drop twenty a night. And don't say Tim Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. has that capability. So yeah. now, so yeah. now we're Dude going off capability. Sure, now. Sure, now we're going sure. off capability. He's done that before. You, you two just wait. You okay, just but said, what would be the difference if he was on the Lakers? It would be LeBron, Anthony Davis, and nobody else. Three AD and nobody else. Are you Nobody else, Sean. How do we know what we even would have traded though? The trade didn't happen, so we don't know what we would have had left. That's a bunch of BS. You don't have anything anyway. We have a much. If you're saying we don't have a bench to the Mavericks, you're full of. I, I don't think you do. I think both are pretty equal. Not at all whatsoever. Not even the, close. The Lakers bench is terrible. Compared oh, to the Mavericks. Okay. Anyway. Compared to the Mavericks, no, it's Y'all, not. Y'all, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta. Compared to the Mavericks. LeBron, Anthony I, I Davis, and Kyrie is way better than Kyrie and Luka. Stop. Stop. Way better. It's better. Is it's Anthony Davis better. even gonna stay it's on the court? Better. We don't Stop. know. Is Kyrie gonna stay on the court? It's 
Maybe better. Than it would have been maybe. Okay, the thing is, we were talking. But that's see, you're contradicting yourself when you say that. Okay, you're saying that that Kyrie might not stay on the court. AD might not stay on the court. So if Kyrie was a Laker. Right but let me finish. Let me finish. If right Kyrie now. was a Laker, how would that change? Because I know he's you're not narrative. a Laker, though. He's a Maverick. So let's stay on topic. Stop talking right. about let's what it is. Stay on the Maverick. Stay on topic. Are the, Tolo, can I get are a chance? Are the Mavericks going to re-sign Kyrie in the offseason? Well, we're, the we don't know, but we're talking about this season. We are talking about this season. Are they going to re-sign we are talking about this season. The question just, was, what is the Mavericks ceiling? And the team that just made the Western Conference Finals, go, insane. They were in the second Western round. Conference Finals last year. The because West is the even worse. Had a bench. They had a bench. Who did they year. lose? They don't have a Who, bench. They lost Dorian Finney-Smith. That's it. Yes, one of the best wing defenders. One of and the they got best wow. defenders, the best scorers. You think Tim Hardaway Jr. is stopping They're, Kawhi Leonard in the playoff series? All right, y'all, come on. Can we just move on? They got, they got, they literally got worse with this trade. Sure, you add Kyrie Irving, who's going to give you more points on offense. What does it do on defense, and what does it do for your bench? You just traded players away. anyways. And it just got worse. It got worse. They traded away two players that only played defense, Sean. What are you talking about? And who are their threats in the West? Nobody besides Denver. It's fine. Because guess what? Y'all did the same thing with Brooklyn. Y'all did the same thing with Brooklyn. When Brooklyn got KD, when Brooklyn got Kyrie, when Brooklyn got Harden, all of them, y'all gassed up their offense. You're bringing up a good point. Okay, listen, here's the point that I think we should all agree on. All right, right now, Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks, him and Luka, they should do something in the playoffs, okay? This should be a team that, at the very least, should be making the Western Conference Finals because they made the Western Conference Finals with just Luka last year. Can we all at least agree on that? No, because we don't. Yeah. You just added another ball-dominant point guard to already ball-dominant player. They needed a ball-dominant point guard. But TK, Kyrie has proven he needs shooters. shooters are big. Kyrie can't shoot. Kyrie has proven that he can play off-ball. He played off-ball in Brooklyn when James I would love to know. Oh yeah, and, they, the and that worked out so well. In I would love they to know who right? in the West is beating this team. The no, don't say the Lakers. Bro, first of all, Denver. What are you talking wait, wait, about? Wait, wait, wait. Denver's Denver is fair. This Denver's I'm talking about, Sean. Don't sit up here and act like Mavericks just Name became unbeatable. Don't sit up here and act like they're they just not, became unbeatable. They don't they have, have the capability of winning a championship. They don't have. All right, let's just move on. They're not going to get it nowhere. No, do me a favor. Name one more team that can beat them. You can't name one more team. Thank you. That beat the Mavericks? Yes. The the Nuggets, Sorry, which I agree with. Like, I agree with the like Nuggets. They're so name unbeatable. What are you talking about? Right, right. uh, listen, me personally, I'm not saying the Mavericks are unbeatable. They still, they're I not, are they need they need team. to get a few more pieces where they can actually be like a team that I say, You're okay, literally, this is a good team. Desi, why can't right. you just name like, another team? But, but look, nah, we literally Because saw, my point but, that I'm trying to make to you, bro. Is you're saying name another team, name another team. I'm telling you, they're not, they're not unbeatable. You said, I'm not saying not they're unbeatable. not unbeatable, but I, you're I saying say no other unbeatable. team in the West can beat them. Like I wouldn't okay. say can, but they all they can beat any other so, team. I'm gonna right, say this, so. and then and then I'll be done with it. All right. So y'all think that Luca and Kyrie is gonna get to the finals in the West? I'd say when Western we, Conference Finals. When we literally saw Kyrie, James Harden. And Kevin Durant. I mean, what happened to that team, bro? 
And you, it, are you trying to tell me this? Can I answer a question for you, TK? James Harden and Kyrie. Is that what you're trying to tell can me? Can I answer a question for you, sure. TK? Sure. We saw the chemistry issues between that big three, okay? The only reason James Harden wanted to go to Brooklyn was for Kevin Durant. We know that for a fact, okay? He didn't want to go for Kyrie. As a matter of fact, he didn't even like Kyrie, all right? He was there for Kevin Durant. And to top that all off, then James Harden got hurt, his hamstring, all right? And he was, you know, in and out for most of the season. Kyrie Irving, with his issues, you know, not being vaccinated, he couldn't play for, for half the season. And Kevin Durant doing all that he could, you know, and even then, when they made the playoffs, if KD's foot was a size smaller, they would have made the Eastern Conference Finals. They would have won you the know, championship. So, no. You can argue they could have they could have they won would the have won that championship. No, they would you have. Know, so yes, this is have. this is a team that, you know, well, we're going back, going back to the Mavericks now. This is a team that right now I would say has the same defensive prowess of that Brooklyn Nets team. All right. Their defense is atrocious right now. Which is why I'm saying they need to go and get a few more pieces if they want to actually win the championship. All right. If they actually want to win the finals. All right. Going to the finals and actually winning the finals are two different things. Their ceiling is making the finals. If they actually win it is another thing. All right. But make it out of the West, which I think they can do even right now with the team that they have. Yes. That is very much a possibility. They already made the Western Conference finals. The Brooklyn Nets were hooping. They were a championship contender. Kyrie Irving was saying, oh, yeah, I love playing here. I can never leave Kevin Durant. How do you know that Kyrie Irving's going to be trusty? When, if, 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 if Luka Doncic He will be trusty for three so months. I After that, I don't know, but he will be trusty Bro, for three months. Kyrie this is, had this, it this all is... in Brooklyn, and then all of a sudden, he doesn't get the contract he wants, and he says, I'm out. I yes. want to I want to trade. Yes, we know. You think that's, <laughs> you think that's we know this. Kyrie is toxic. For Kyrie. three months, win. he'll be okay. I think this he, was couldn't win with the, he couldn't win with the Celtics. He could win with the Cavs. You guys were begging for him. He couldn't win with the Nets, but he's totally going to win with the team with absolutely no Yet defense. you guys were begging for no him. bench. Yeah. Begging is crazy, Sean. Begging, begging is begging. crazy. I, when your team was also wanting him as well. Here's what me and Sean are getting. What would be the difference if he was a Los Angeles Laker right now? I'm just no, curious. LeBron James and like, Kyrie we Irving. We've already seen this movie. We've seen this movie. seed versus the what? Four seed? We've seen this movie already. Kyrie Irving played his best three games out of fourth place. Three games is not that is a decent amount of games. For three games out of fourth place. Not necessarily. Not what are you you haven't. That's you've not, been I, saying that for months, and you're still in 12th place. Oh, God. We just got AD back, bro. What do you okay, want to see do? Something, let's see if he actually stays on. Sean, why are you talking like this? Win every year. You have not. We're not talking. We're talking about the West. Humble yourself. You're not that your team's not that good. Here's my thing. Here's my thing with the Lakers. Here's my thing with the Lakers. You would have to bet. Where's the Lakers? You would have to bet on so much. To to you would have to bet on a lot. Most of the health of the Lakers, along with Kyrie's antics, to be able to say that you can win a championship with Kyrie. Okay, we know. Listen, listen, Desi, Desi, Desi. Listen, just hear me out for one second. Hear me out for one second. We're talking about ceiling. Ceiling wise. We're saying the Mavericks could make can make the finals right now. Ceiling wise, let's say Kyrie was traded to the Lakers. The Lakers could make the finals. Okay. If they add a few more pieces just like the Mavericks, I would be telling you right now 
that the Lakers would be bona fide championship contenders. Yeah. All right. But that's yeah. the one if situation. All right. Yeah. It's the same thing with the Dallas Mavericks. All right. Yeah. Right now, they can make the finals. All right. They have a few more pieces. They are bona fide championship contenders. And that's just the fact of it all. All right. We know Kyrie's antics. All right. We know his drama. We know his history. We know he is a toxic player. Okay. There should be no defending that man at that point, at this point in his career. All right. He's essentially in the Kawhi Leonard role, like back when Kawhi went, was traded to Toronto. Okay. He's only there for the season. If he doesn't win a championship, he's gone. All right. We know this. We know this. All right, that's why Dallas needs to strike while the iron is hot. You already got the the piece, all right? You just need to add more pieces around Luka and Kyrie, all right? And as long as Kyrie and as long as Kyrie plays his role, all right, and stays out of drama, then this team is going to at least make the finals. I making the finals is not enough for Kyrie Irving. If they just make the finals and lose, he's gone, bro. He's Nobody's gone. talking about he's him. Gone regardless. Listen, listen, he's listen. Gone regardless. Also, also, right, people, also, yeah, I, I'm going to say one more thing. You can move on. Also, what people need to remember is this, bro. Okay. Kyrie Irving since last summer, okay, wanted to be where? In LA with the Lakers. Even before the trade happened over the weekend, Kyrie Irving still wanted – you guys saw the reports. Kyrie Irving wanted to be to the Lakers. Joe Tsai was not going to give Kyrie what he wanted and send him to the Lakers. So, Mavericks, congratulations. You got Kyrie. Dallas fans, be happy. Because in three months, Kyrie is gone, ladies and gentlemen. And your team is going to be even worse than what it was last year and now. And you know why? Because you traded away – Way too much for a player for a three-month rental. That's basically what you did. So congratulations, dude. You, you, yeah, yeah. Let's see how. Let's see if they feel that. I I agree that I think he's going to be a Laker in the offseason. Like I agree with you. I think. So then, how's it worth it? How's it worth it then? It is worth worth it if they win a championship. Okay, I'm gonna, and they have a chance to win a championship. Okay, wait. Okay, okay. One more question, Gianni. Do you expect the Mavericks to to win a championship? Not. Do you expect them to make it? Do you expect them to win? Let me let me give my full opinion on Please. that. Honestly, if they add to their defense, to me, I look at the West. I'm not sold really on Denver or Memphis. On top, you guys can say everything about Denver. Memphis, Memphis. stinks. They're frauds. I agree. You can say everything about Denver. You could say anything about the Kings, who are third seed right now. If the, if they improve their defense, honestly, if Dallas improve their defense. To me, they're they're making the finals because tell me what team is gonna stop them if they're wait, they, Gianni. I just want to say, can you repeat that one thing that you said about the Kings? Repeat what you said about the Kings. They're the third seed by a couple of games. Like honestly, Rod, that, Dallas, you see how wide open the West is right now, right? And, like, and, and you see Memphis. Memphis is falling apart. That the Clippers and the Mavs, if they get a couple of wins, the Clippers and Mavs could be the second and third seed and meet in the second round of the playoffs. Which it will be um, in the um, playoff series. Oh, I, I have a question. <sighs> TK, Desi, and Tolo. If it's a no. Clippers and Mavs playoff series, who would you guys be rooting for? Because I know you guys hate both teams right now. I could care less. Yeah. I could I care less. I really I don't never, care. I really don't I care. Okay. Root for the I, I, I was just curious. If that was the only this, team. We don't care. This ever. team made it to the conference finals, don't forget. I know their defense, uh, it, it, like, basically, um, like, the and they had a bench. Yeah, but the Danas, their bench is basically intact. I, I think the only players they lost was Dinwiddie and, and Finney Smith, basically. Outside of those, they haven't lost really anything. They needed that second score because you, if you saw the Golden State Series in the conference finals, 
outside of Luca, they couldn't score basically. Um, and that's mm-hmm. why they got um, gentlemen swept basically in that series. I'm not sure if you remember that conference finals how bad it was because outside of Luca, they couldn't score. So I'm like, sorry. they could play defense, but they couldn't score. So they got Kyrie. To me, if if he's there come playoff time and and they're healthy. I think they have a shot. They just have to add some defense, and I think they can actually win the West. Nobody is blowing anybody away in the West, really. It's anybody's conference, in my opinion. Like, you can be, like, a good team. You can have a good roster, be the 10th seed, and you can still probably make the, the, the finals as a 10th seed because nobody there's nobody running away with the West. I, I'm sorry, but I'm not sold on Denver. You could say everything, but come playoff time um, – their defense is going to, to to fall apart come playoff time. Teams are going to attack their defense a little different. You, you know how the playoffs are. They're a different animal from the regular season. Dallas could could get a couple defensive players. Um, I'm not sure who they're going to get, but they're going to improve the roster a little bit. They can get to the finals. I think the Clippers have a chance at the finals too if they can stay healthy as well. That's the, thing, the other thing too with some of these West teams is about health as well. The Clippers need a point guard. Yeah, they need a point guard. They're, they're, Kyle Lowry. They're getting Fred Van Fleet. They're getting Fred Van Fleet. It's it's inevitable. They're getting Fred Van Fleet. And the, the crazy, the crazy yes, news thing that happened after um, the Kyrie trade was what happened to Steph Curry, which now I feel like the Warriors are out of the picture, in my opinion. Out of the West. That opens So, her. like, already, we're talking about viable teams in the Western Conference right now. They're only, like, Three max. Three max right now. Nuggets, who I don't trust either. The Grizzlies, who have been playing terrible as of late. And I don't know. The Mavericks now, I guess. Because they got Kyrie. Like, the West is so wide open right now. Like, it's it's not it's not even funny. It's a good backcourt. It's just I don't trust that backcourt defensively. I just don't. No, I don't either. I don't either. That's why they need to go and get mm-hmm. defensive parts. Hey, you want to know something? If the playoffs started today, the Mavericks will be playing the Sacramento Kings in the first round. So easy win. That they're gonna sweep them. I don't. They're gonna sweep. That's that's. Come on, that's disrespectful. Mavs Nuggets Western Conference Finals. I'm done. Oh, I'm sure you would love that, Sean. Fraud. All right, all right. Great segment, I guess. <laughs> Moving on to. Our next segment in my personal fave, um, which is hot takes. PC, can you please play our WHS fan hot take of the week? Hey, what's up? What's up? This your boy Jello coming in from Texas, repping Astros, Rockies, Cowboys. And this is your WHS fan hot take of the week. Isaiah Pacheco, Super Bowl. Eagles defense is already shot at the run defense. Chiefs ain't known for the run, run though. This is going to be the game. Isaiah Pacheco steps up and shows why the Chiefs shows him as the number one running back option. You know, I really like Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, you know, he actually grew up like 25 minutes down the road from me in Violin, New Jersey. All right. Um, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a little hometown favorite here. Record With that being said. Word to Tolu. With that being said. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> Rutgers, we don't care about Rutgers football. We care about Rutgers basketball. You definitely did care about Rutgers football. No, I really don't. 
Like I didn't watch the single game. Um, I ain't gonna look. Yeah, but anyways, Pacheco only had 26 yards in the AFC Championship game. Okay, and that was with a solid defense with Cincinnati. All right, um, their defensive coordinator—I I forgot his name. Sean, you know his name, Lou. Uh, Lou Anarumo, who's Anarumo, probably the favorite for the Cardinals head coaching job right now. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, that's with you know a pretty good defense. Now he's facing a really elite defense in the Eagles. Um, now our run defense is pretty shot. You know, it can be pretty shot at times. Um, if there was any player on that Chiefs offense I would pick to go off in the Super Bowl, it would be Pacheco. Um, so I don't think this is a bad hot take. I think it's a pretty valid hot take, but yeah, I mean, come on. Eagles fan me is telling you that that guy is not going to rush for more than 60 yards. All right. Well, PC, your hot take of the week. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go out on the limb a little bit here. Um, you know, whichever team comes out the winner of this uh, Super Bowl this year, they're going to get hit with the Super Bowl curse. All right. Then they're going to have a losing record next season. Um, you know, I I hope it's, you know, I want the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Um, you know, the, the Matrix uh, is aligned uh, it up for us. Um, but the Eagles have the hardest schedule next year. Um, you know, so you, you can you can be happy to know that, TK, that we'll have a quote-unquote easy schedule. Um, you know, we'll have the hardest schedule next year, uh, at least right now. It's the hardest. Um, but the Chiefs, I mean, you know, we don't know what the Chiefs roster is going to look like next year either. Um, you know, and Patrick Holmes is only one man. He is greatness, but one man is not going to you know, help to beat the entire football team. I think whoever wins Super Bowl this year uh, is going to have a less than desirable time next year. Um, I, maybe I shouldn't say losing record, but I, I don't think it will be a same success, same success that they had this year. That's my hot take. Uh, this is going to be a football take. I'm going to the end uh, to the AFC North. Even with a healthy Deshaun Watson next year, I still don't think the Browns are making the playoffs. Sorry. I don't think the Browns are making the playoffs. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to surprise a lot of people next year. Because Kenny Pickett, I mean, he's not the superstar quarterback that everyone thought he was going to be. But... He just reminds me, I mean, he just reminds me of Ben Roethlisberger. This is, he gives me Ben Roethlisberger flashback. He, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger was, he was a top, he was a top 10 quarterback, but Kenny Pickett just, he just has that Ben Roethlisberger mentality and George Pickens is him. Okay. George Pickens, George Pickens is going to be a top 10 receiver next year. That's another hot take. George Pickens is going to be a top 10 receiver next year. It's a, he, he's good. He's, he's really, really good. So I think with him, with George Pickens and Kenny Pickett, they're going to take another ceiling. And obviously, you know, I, I think the Steelers do need a running back. They need, they need a cornerback. They're probably going to pick Joey Porter Jr. That's going to kill me. That's literally going to, no, no, cannot he's have an, that. He's an eagle, Tolu. He's an eagle. No, he, he's going to be a Steeler. He's going to be a Steeler. His dad played for the Steelers. Steelers pass on. I hate to tell you, but he's an eagle. 
All right, bro. Whatever. I, I wouldn't mind it, okay? As long as he's not a Steeler. But I think the Steelers are going to surprise a lot of people. They're going to be better than the Browns because, you know, I just don't trust the Browns. The Browns will always be the Browns, and uh, they will fold. So. Okay, Tolu. Good job, I guess. Um, so I'm going to take it. I guess I'll keep it on football as well. Um. My hot take is actually going to be about the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson and his contract. Ladies and gentlemen, next year, Tolu, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. I read a report the other day that said Lamar Jackson's, uh, his team and Lamar Jackson is about $100 million apart on the guaranteed money thing. And look, man, Tolu, I believe that you guys are going to franchise tag Lamar Jackson. He's not going to play on it. He's going to request a trade and he's going to be traded. My hot take is going to be 2023. And Sean, I kind of want your opinion and Gianni's opinion too. 2023, Lamar Jackson is going to be an Atlanta Falcon. What no. do you guys think about that? I think I it makes think, sense. Think, because okay. look, I think I think I think the I think the Falcons are gonna be one of those teams that are desperate, that are desperately looking for a quarterback. We saw how badly they literally almost had Deshaun last year. Literally, he they had him. They literally that, had that's him. That's a very good point. Until he was taken away by the Browns. I think we all expect. If if the Jets are going to get a quarterback, it's going to be Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers. I haven't really heard their names in the whole Lamar Jackson thing, and I don't think that they want to pay Lamar Jackson that much as well. The Atlanta Falcons, when you think Michael Vick and what they did for Michael Vick's career, playing in a dome and all that, I just think Lamar Jackson in Atlanta, bro, that Lamar Jackson, everything about Lamar Jackson just screams. Atlanta would embrace him. I think they'd embrace him a lot more than they embrace Michael Vick, which is actually insane to think about, bro. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. But I just know that the way they, they would embrace uh, uh, Deshaun Watson last year, they're going to have they're going to embrace LeBar Jackson even more. And honestly, I think that the Falcons are going to be one of those teams that are going to shock a lot of people. They're going to come out of the woodworks and are going to literally just throw everything at, at throw everything at the Ravens that they can. Maybe somewhere around three, four first round picks, some players or something like that. But Lamar Jackson is going to be an Atlanta Falcon total. I'm sorry. Um, but look, man, you you told me and Sean that Tyler Huntley was worth the first round pick. So now we, we finally are possibly going to get to see that. But I will say this, Sean, what about this? What if they the Atlanta Falcons do get and told I'll give you some type of hope if they if the Atlanta Falcons do get Lamar Jackson and then they draft our boy from Florida, Anthony Richardson. No, the Ravens drafted the Ravens. Yeah, okay. I Ravens thought you were saying draft. the Falcons. No, no. Would... Falcons. Yeah, okay. from Lamar Jackson. Ravens draft Anthony Richardson. First yeah. off, I just want to say that's a very good point that I never even thought of. That they were so in under Sean Watson last season. I like so. Of course, they they clearly want an elite quarterback. They could definitely be in the market for Lamar Jackson. I never even thought of that. Uh, and in my opinion, Desmond Ritter is not that guy. He was a second-round pick for a reason. I just don't see him as a franchise QB. Maybe he'll develop into a solid quarterback one day. But I think the Falcons, Arthur Smith's job is probably on the line. They need to make a big move. I think if they don't get Lamar Jackson, I would be ex- expect them to be in the Derek Carr conversation. But, of course, if you can get Lamar Jackson, that's a much better option. So I do think he will be their plan A. And I think that would be a great fit. Lamar Jackson, uh, their rookie running back, Tyler Algier, Kyle Pitts, Drake oh. London. That Ooh. offense would be very scary. And uh, Arthur Smith in Tennessee built all that offense about run, around running the ball, including with the quarterback. That was t- Ryan Tannehill's best season using his legs. And now he could do the same even more with Lamar Jackson. That's a very good point. For, for the Ravens, if they have to trade Lamar, 
they're not going to. They already said they're not going to right if, now. They're not. If they have to trade Lamar, I would not draft a quarterback this season. I I would build that roster up because that team has a lot of holes that Lamar Jackson covers up for. I right, what's their record like the last two seasons with Lamar without Lamar Jackson? It's not very good. I think last year they went on like an eight game losing streak without him, something like that. So. The, the overall roster is not very good. Lamar Jackson covers up a lot of holes. So instead of drafting a rookie quarterback into a bad situation, I think they'd be better off building up the team, fixing their defense completely, even though it is very good already, getting better weapons, first of all, and then maybe drafting your quarterback of the future next season. Yeah, I like that. All right, Sorry, Toby. He's gone. He's gone, man. All right. I've got a basketball hot take. It's going to... I mentioned it earlier slightly. I don't know if everybody caught it. It's gonna. It has to do with my Miami Heat and the Los Angeles Clippers. I think they're going to commit to a trade. I think Kyle Lowry and Kawhi Leonard are going to reunite like they did in Toronto where they were able to win a championship. They think they're going to team back up. We're not going to get a lot for Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry is washed. Kyle Lowry is cooked. He's we're not going to get a lot for Kyle Lowry. I'm assuming the package back is going to be something like Luke Kennard and Robert Covington, who are both currently not even playing for the Clippers. They are both kicked out of the rotation, so they are clearly on the trading block. The, <coughs> the Clippers need a point guard, but they also don't want to give up first-round picks. Kyle Lowry is their best option at point guard for not giving up any draft picks, like they would have to do for like a Fred Van Vliet, which is another option for them. If they don't want to give up that first-round pick, Kyle Lowry is their best option, and they can get him for two players who aren't even in their rotation. Fred Vanfleet is a Laker. Kyle a Laker. Lowry, Sean, he's cooked. He's a cooked product. Ironic. Your entire team is cooked products. He's not good. PC may be, but I'm not sure if they want to give up that first-round pick, which they're going they, to have to. They've given up multiple firsts to get Paul George, so I'm Fred VanVleet isn't multiple. Team. PC, they gave bro. Didn't they give up like eight first, dude? Between five, I think it was like five. And it, Shea Gilchrist, SGA has gave the same identical stats as Paul George this year. Just saying. Isn't, isn't Shea Shea's a free agent after this season, right? No, no, no he's, he's not a no. new deal. He has like three yeah. years. Oh wow, he, he's there for a while. He's not going anywhere unless he demands a trade. I'm not gonna trade him, but he's not gonna. He's gonna demand out soon. Just wait. Just wait. All right. Oh, LeBron is going to demand that soon. Okay, Shut up. now, see, bro, like, when you say that, you, you're forgetting that there's actually real Lakers fans here. Like, you can't say that and not expect us to say something. Sean, I can't wait for the Miami Heat to get in the playoffs. I will say this, though, Thank Sean. You. I will no. say this, though, Sean. We're going to get the Kyrie Irving next year, and you guys are going to get KD when he requests a trade. High five, Gianni and Sean. High five, guys. You guys are getting KD. Oh, yeah. And they're still not going to win that Anyways, no, for real. Can we be for real and move to the next person? Thank you. Okay. Gianni, your hot take. Uh, my hot take is about the Golden State Warriors. Um, they're a mess this season. They don't look like the same team. Um, so for my hot take is they're going to miss the playoffs this season. The injuries are going to, to take them out. They're going to finish in the play-in. And I think at this point, with the injuries and everything, I think the if I have to say the last two teams to make the playoffs, the, those last two playoff spots, I would say probably the Timberwolves and probably the Suns get those last two playoff spots. And I, I just think the injuries just 
caught up to them, basically. I think I, I just don't see them um, being able to make a run enough to, to, to avoid the play-in and stuff like that. I think they have a chance maybe next season when, when they actually can improve their bench and, and stuff like that. Um, it looks like they're not going to do nothing in the deadline. So for my hot take, the Golden State Warriors are going to finish as the eighth seed, but they're going to lose in the play-in um, in the two playing games. So they're going to lose this, whoever is the, the other matchup for the seventh seed, and then the nine and ten um, matchup they're going to lose as well. And Warriors wouldn't blow it up, right? Like maybe if, what, if what, if, what if they're this bad again next year? They won't move they, Steph, but Clay and Draymond, maybe they'd get moved. I could see Draymond. Oh, it could be a Monte Ellis situation that we might look at here. Like, because, yeah. I mean, they're not, they're not getting any younger. You feel me? And these teams yeah. in the West. Like, it I might just, be time to start building around Jordan Poole if you're going to say it. I forgot about Jordan Poole. Wait, what, wait, or do you trade Jordan Poole? Because he's going to have some value, too. I feel like they would trade everybody but Steph. Like if you're gonna blow it yeah, up. They, you gotta build around somebody. Yeah. DC, I get what you're saying, but Steph isn't Monte Ellis, and Jordan Poole is not Steph. That's fair. I just love seeing the Warriors suffer. You, you all love these seeing a lot of people suffer. Okay. Totally. You just no, have I, a problem. We did I'm not a... ask. We do not care. <laughs> all these years, Emphasis, I've been watching. Oh, we don't care. Thank you. I'm seeing that deep uh, stuff. Bro, shut up. Can you shut Thank up? You. Like, oh my gosh. Anyway, it's time for Cam's monologue. So, PC, I'm going to pass it over to you. All right. Um, yeah, start doing the thing that you typically do, Sean. Episode 110, it's officially in the books. It's Super Bowl week. Ladies and gentlemen, get your popcorn ready. For this week, uh, it should be hopefully an amazing game. Um, you know, so make sure you check out our socials, our Twitter and our Instagram at WHS underscore podcast, our YouTube and TikTok at We Hate Sports. Call a loved one, check up on them, tell them that you love them, say hydrate per usual. Um, as you all know by now, we are in uh, February, which is Black History Month. You know, this is our month for people like myself, like Desi, like Tolu. Unfortunately, um, like TK, um, you know, and Gianni is there supporting as a POC and Sean is there, you know, so we have, um, you know, some obviously great moments. Um, and we'd love to, you know, highlight, uh, you know, black excellence uh, on this podcast. Um, African-Americans are the ones that built this country. OK, from the music to the food, um, down to even the education, down to the stuff that we typically hear every single day. You know, but recently I've been seeing some just bad energy during this month for black influencers. Um, you know, even in our schools with our, you know, our, our black kids. Did y'all know there was a New York school that had to apologize after feeding their their kids fried chicken and watermelon during Black History Month. I you can't get more stereotypical than that. But wait, there's more. Um there have been black influencers, Bruce Dropamov, Berlizzi, um, even Kai Sanad, they all got banned off of Twitch and YouTube for whatever reason. 
There hasn't been a specified reason for Belize. There hasn't been a specified reason for Bruce quite yet. All right. Um, in Berlin's channel got terminated as of right now. You know, and, and for goodness sake, even on Kai, because he's doing a subathon for this entire month. For those who don't know what a subathon is, all right, it's when it's when you stream essentially for the entire month. He's streaming for all Black History Month, and yet there are people. Well, there was one girl they had on the other night that gave him a dookie taco, man. All right, she was digging for gold on stream and then fed this man with her dookie hand a taco. But the point I'm trying to make here is. It's our month, man. All right. We have the shortest month of the year. All right. We we already have been through so much as a society or, or as a culture. All right. And we just want this month to feel special. We want this month to be special because there, it goes deeper than just being like, yeah, you know, I, I've been through a lot because I'm black. We have been through a lot because we're black. All right. There are things that we have to go through that non-people of color don't have to, okay? And if you're a non-person of color for this month, don't try to fight any urge or, 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 you know, remark that you may feel about this month, okay? White people don't get their own special month because white people are the ones that brainwash this, this, this world, especially the U.S., okay? White Europeans. You know, we're just here to simply educate people of the month during Black History Month. And we are here to, for non-people of color, you guys should sit back, acknowledge, and try to learn. Okay? That's all you can do. That's all you should try to do. Okay? Um, I won't go on for much more. But just know, this is our month, man. Don't. Don't don't try to don't try to mess up in any sort of way for any, especially for any black influencer. All right, it just it's gotta leave a sour taste in my mouth. And then I'm gonna have to come on here and I'm gonna have to <laughs> then I'm gonna have to say some things that I really don't want to say. Um, but that's that's bottom line. That's all I have this week. We'll be back next week. Uh, recap of uh, Super Bowl Fifty Seven Eagles Chiefs. Um, and yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. I think I, you know, a lot of, there will be a lot of anxious moments, I'm sure, this uh this upcoming Sunday. But uh that does it for me. PC. Um TK is flying away. I'm assuming that means go birds. Good night, y'all.